Welcome to Pot Not Soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh damn, enjoy the show. <laughs> Yeah, so I noticed that you did not have a Subway sandwich tonight, Brian. I did not have a Subway sandwich with me tonight. Is, is that I, because you've, you've been eating things that you didn't know what they were? Well, apparently I thought I was eating chicken, but... Does that I, scare I you wrong. at all? Uh, a little bit. I mean, you haven't died yet, so you should be dead. Yeah. This guy has come over every recording and brought over a Subway sandwich. At least for the last season and a half. And every time we ask if it's an Italian BMT, if it's a club, whatever, it's always rotisserie chicken. No, oven roasted chicken. Oven roasted chicken. Which wasn't even chicken now. Right. New special comes out today. Oven roasted chicken from Subway is what, 54% chicken? Yeah, they did a DNA test. Why? I want to know why they had to do a DNA test. Well, I think it was... This uh, company that just decided to... Well, they tested all fast foods, not just Subway. So, you know, like McDonald's and Jack in a Box and Carl's Jr., they all came back in like the 90s, uh, percentage-wise. And then the others is like spices and jizz and whatever the fuck else they put in those things. (laughs) No, 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 no. It can't be jizz. (laughs) You're right. That'd be a pretty high percentage of jizz. That's what the light mayo is. Uh, Everyone, thank you for tuning in to... Yeah, on that note... (laughs) Get real excited for this episode. Put your sandwich down and yeah. put your headphones in. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Pop Not Soda Season 3, Episode 5. Yes. We are joined with special guests, Retra. Yes. Yes. The world yes. didn't know it existed anymore. Currently. Guys, yeah. you guys. They've are, come back. Yeah. <laughs> From the dead. We Pretty never much. really died. <laughs> well, you look great for being dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. We're excited to have you guys on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very, very excited to have you guys on. Martin, you've been a guest before. Yeah. So I, I came on as a representative of Retra originally. That was our season one season finale. Yeah, yep. that was fun. And then I was in a band called Newcomer for a little bit, and we came over here uh, last year. That was fun. Yeah, and then Lee tried to plan their your first show on his anniversary. Uh, yeah, that was not happening. <laughs> and then the band doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> anniversary of the wedding? No, yeah, so yeah, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. That was his it's anniversary. Okay. Everything yeah, it's, was it's forgiven. It's but yeah, now I'm here with Peter, James, and Chris. Yes, we well. have the whole band instead of just Martin this time. Very welcome stoked to have guys. you guys on. Yes, welcome. Stoked to be here. What? Is, is that why newcomers stopped playing music? No, no, oh, no, 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 It's a way better story <laughs> if I say that. Newcomer is still a thing. Definitely. He's kind of just running with it on his own right Oh, okay. Because yeah. I went to one practice and played bass, and then uh, it was fun. It never happened. Yeah, it was good. It's actually James's fault. He was really just trying to put together, you know, a live band with it, too, but I think he just kind of put that on hold. He wanted to write more stuff, and I think he's going to get back into it. I thought we, I thought Pop Not Soda just cracked on to the VH1 behind the music episode of Newcomer. We just TMZ'd Newcomer. I mean, I, I I maybe practiced with you guys what thirty minutes? Times? It was no fun. no no. I I we played at hindsight and we played at our studio. We did. So we played at least twice. That's a good point. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know, hey. but anyway, we got we're stoked yes, to have you guys. We on. are very yeah. excited to have the whole band this time, um, so Martin doesn't feel the pressure of having to represent all of you. Yep. Yeah. Martin, you were a hell of a guest though last time, man. Thanks, Thanks for bringing the... You're like, you're like, hey, don't, you're, don't get his head too big. You're like big. top 20. Yeah. You know? well, we're trying to replace Dan. How many episodes slowly. have you had now? Total? Uh, total? This, Shoot, is this the fifth about episode? 80 something? Maybe yeah, we are, I think we are about 82 so the, episodes. The upper 25%. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. Well, we don't have a guest every episode. It's like one per four. So we had about 20 guests. <laughs> but li- so but listen, to <laughs> So yeah, still that same okay. percentage. Oh, okay. Uh, no, so, so like, we yeah. have an exclusive 100%. interview with Retra later in the show. Uh, but real quick, I really want to get back to this Subway thing because Brian has been... That's been your diet, I feel like. Yeah, I fucking I love pass, Subway. Yeah. But, but the question, I don't. Why was the oven roasted chicken sandwich of your choice? Yeah, why was why was that the go to? That's a good question. Because I like chicken, <laughs> and it uh, seems like a healthy choice to me. Yeah, apparently so, not. Seemed apparently. right when the, when they drop when they drop the cold chicken from the tray into the boiling hot water. Is it satisfying? It, it has to be delicious, right? Well, Brian? first of all, it goes in the toaster oven, and that's where the magic really happens. <laughs> okay, I want to know the breakdown. What, whatever, of the toaster oven. whatever happens in that subway toaster oven just really makes miracles. The, the fact that it, our their chicken breasts look like the McRib shape didn't alarm you every time you order. Where it's just this pressed <laughs> oval. Because I've never seen chicken look like that. 
you know, I didn't ask too many questions at the time. <laughs> Looking back, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. As long as you don't uh, get the thing that looks like a turd. The the one thing that looks like the turd in the... the oh, I think that's the veggie patty. Right? Yeah, it's oh, the, the veggie, veggie patty. patty. Yeah, that that thing like looks turd. absolutely yeah, yeah, disgusting. Well, you know what? Yeah, that's yeah. probably got more chicken than the <laughs> actual <laughs> chicken breast that they were showing. I've also learned true. to never trust frozen meat with grill marks on them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah. That is true. And it had grill marks. They do have grill marks on them. All the red flags are there now that I, you know... Think about it, but so are you going to Subway after? No, this fuck Subway. <laughs> Never going back to Subway again. Fifty-four percent chicken. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and they haven't commented on what the other forty-six percent is. Yeah, like people freaked out at Taco Bell when they were only eighty-seven percent ground beef. Oh, so the fact that this is only fifty-four percent chicken, I want to see what happens. It's concerning it's to me because that... I'm a meatball marinara kind of guy. Oh. Oh. Oh, from time to time, they yeah. haven't even tested the meatballs. Yeah, yeah. God knows what's in those things. And, you know, with their clientele history or spokesperson history, who was into some weird things, I'm going to say, like, the chances that that's 100% beef. Yeah, you guys didn't didn't see it on on the audience. That was a collective deep breath. We took a collective deep breath. Let's just just stop ourselves really quick. Every time you walk into a subway, it has that smell. So it is completely not real meat. Oh, you know, every no. time you're buying bread. whatever you get there. That's the bread. Yeah. That's not the meat. Okay. I, oh, no. The subway smell day. is the meat. Yeah, baked fresh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First off, I, when I, if you talk back to like two episodes ago when I was talking about jury duty, they have in the courthouse a subway, and you walk into the courthouse, and that's all it smells like. Lucky. And you can't see the subway because it's like hidden in the food court, but you're like, oh, fuck, there's a subway here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know where it is, it's but like it's your somewhere. senses go off like, yeah. where is the subway? Where is the subway? I must find subway. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me to the subway now. I must uh, feed. But yeah, um, I, I mean, I have had I, $6 for a sandwich is a good deal, but it made sense now because you weren't actually buying real food. <laughs> yeah, mostly real food. Can, can I get something out of the way yeah, real yeah. quick? Just a little addendum to this? Yeah. If you hear voices that don't sound like, you know, us, that's usually Peter. That's Peter. <laughs> he's, a, he's the king of impersonations. I you there. That's fucking anyway, Kermit. Back to Subway. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I we, had, we had to have like do 12 mics set up for this Pete guy over here. In yeah. The corner, yeah. <laughs> um, I will just say, I feel like I've seen this movie, and usually when you don't know what you're eating, it's people. So just be prepared. Oh, yeah. Chicken breast is people. Soyant way. Soyant way is coming yeah. around <laughs> the corner. Exactly. Uh, so, so Subway is not the only company that's uh, under fire. Been I in some shit this the last couple of days, yeah. Uh, but a very popular company uh, that I'm pretty sure all of us here at this table have used at least once is Uber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just can't seem to catch a break in the past three weeks. It's been a nasty, nasty. I mean, I have deleted Uber. Have you really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. Damn. So are you are you a Lyft exclusive yeah. user now? I've been using Lyft. Strictly from what? Everything that's happened over the past Okay, so it's it's a it's it's packed up. It, yeah, I mean yeah. it is okay. It definitely was a decision to It be wasn't like, just hey, one thing that happened in this entire yeah, I don't want to keep giving this person money. What was so. the uh the last straw? Oh, it was the the article about the sexual harassment. That was that came out last week by the Ets engineer and I was like because I was like, maybe I can let the Trump stuff slide. That, that's, that's fine. They're you know, Trump. that's politics. Well, the CEO of Uber was on a advisory committee for President Trump. Oh. So, you know, people were upset about that. And then they tried to pull a stab move on taxi drivers in New York, which got them a bunch of backlash mm-hmm. during the travel ban, where taxi drivers were protesting by not picking anybody up from the airport. And then Uber dropped their rates and told everybody to go to the airport, which didn't look good for them. That's yeah. a fact. <laughs> damn it, Peter. Um, I'm and sorry. so, uh, no, no, it's all good. So after that, uh, sorry. I, uh, I was like, that's fine, that's fine. But yeah, after that, I was like, I'm okay. Uh, I'm, there's other options I can use that don't have this bad publicity. Well, it's just one take option. Your drunk ass home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, there's really only one option. Right. Um, but now the video coming out with him, his altercation with the driver. I think altercation's a strong yeah, word. Yeah, okay. altercation is a uh, conversation. Con- was yeah, it? A, yeah. Would you call it a confrontation? No, no. It, so just, it, it's, it's an instigation right, of one party. It, it was a conversation. I, I would say talking. it's a it's a conversation that you can tell is is led with an intention, and uh, I mean it's it's a drunk CEO on his way home with with two girls that 
I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about it too much. So, um, yeah, it. I don't know. To me, like the, the, I remember hearing about this article and this being like this god awful video, and then watching it and being like, nah, I can't really tell. There's there's not too much going on, and in fact, the driver is more of the instigator of the entire thing. What the hell is going on? During our recording, beer run. Beer run. Oh, okay, beer uh, run. Okay, okay, sweet. <laughs> well, I just think it's, it's a uh, bunch of codes going on right here, and it's like, okay. Well, I just think yeah. it's interesting that the CEO of Uber uses Uber. You know, well, I would think it in you, San Francisco. You, you think he gets it for free? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's one no. of those things when you're like that high in a company, you kind of want to like quality control it a bit yourself, a little I, bit, right? A little bit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he should just. Do you think he tips well and give five stars reviews? Can't, oh, you can tip an Uber now. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can. What's interesting is I like. I feel like before I actually read any of the sexual harassment articles, I actually read like yeah, I read a blog post on Medium that a friend had reposted about her time at Uber. Hmm. Have you read that one? I have not. And I think that that was like that foreshadowed the whole thing. And did you? And I mean, we haven't really alluded. Oh, with to the, the sexual harassment and yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, and just like how few women engineers there are now. Like they're starting. Oh, I think it was sure. like upwards of twenty percent were women at one point, but now they've kind of been forced out, and it's like less than three percent of engineers at Uber are no female. Something like that on that. That's post. crazy. Yeah, and then the news came out about the former Google executive. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, yes. they're they are. Uh, Getting at yeah yeah so, getting at Uber it, uh, apparently like an IP s- stealing or something really yeah they will Waze or a lot of stuff what's going the Google on. the Google GPS um, Waze well, yeah uh, yeah Google they Maps bot Waze yeah yeah or but it's it's something it's beyond I mean it was before that but something that Google had proprietary is completely ripped from I mean Uber completely ripped it and now they're going to court with Google now and having to settle that out too so. Uber's had a bad week. I mean, are they ever going to make fucking money? That's my question. Is this company ever going to make money? Or Spotify. They don't make money either. Right. I mean, all these startups, right? Well, speaking of startups making money, yeah. you've got Snap Inc. going public. Oh, yep. Snap. So when you're listening to this, Snap has gone public. So hopefully you maybe bought some shares? Seven, what was it? $17? 17 Seems really cheap, but see, well, you won't be able to buy it at seventeen. Yeah, you'll be able to buy it probably like closer to eighteen. I'm thinking when your fucking normal person trade <laughs> will go through. But yes, yeah, so Snappy, I think we've talked about it's finally going public, which is crazy because what was their IPO? A twenty four billion. Yeah, twenty four billion valuation. They're planning to sell three point five billion dollars worth of stock. So. <laughs> 200 million shares at, at 17 bucks. Can you imagine these people going into like Shark Tank or something like that real quick? Like before, we, well, get, yeah, before we get into the like any logistics well, how of this. Snapchat like, started, just, you know? Yeah, just going into like, imagine pitching something to the Shark Tank people and just being like, um, so I'm looking for 5% and, um, you know, I'm asking for $450 million for five. What is it? What is that seems like a lot. They're, like, they're trying to raise three point five. billion I just did math on yeah. my head, but it, yeah. is it three point five billion? Billion. Okay. Billion. So B with a B. That's not a big number. That is a lot of. Yeah, yeah I can't do that math. Five percent is like yeah, yeah. one seventy-five mil. There we are. Boom! Right there. So imagine walking into Shark Tank on an episode. Well, just it's going, just the it's fact an that app where you can selling. take dick pics and they disappear. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Like, what? Mark Cuban would Who's sign gonna that buy right that away? shit, right? <laughs> But it's not just that. I mean, we've talked about it. We've talked about the fact that right, they added right. publishing where companies and brands work really well with them and they get their content out in a medium which reaches, I think, more people than, Twi- than Twitter has been able to figure out how to do and that people hate Facebook for. They do it in a more effective way because it's not in your face and you're not made to look at it. It's there for your leisure you know, viewing. So how do you feel about like services like Instagram and now Facebook having very similar features and then Snapchat kind of going the way of Twitter from a a market perspective? Uh, I, I don't like Facebook's whole thing. What about Instagrams? And so Instagram, because it is an extension of Facebook, the more complicated it gets, the less I enjoy it. With sponsored ads, you mean? Not just that, but like, 
Um, kind of like their explore page is fucking just a, a, oh, just a mess. They yeah. just throw everything. That is at a you. clusterfuck. Um, I like the simplification where if I get if I'm going to snapshot where everything's organized by like a story and they have um, content curators, which are actually searching through user content, sponsored content, and putting together packages in which you can view. Versus Instagram is just free form, just throw it all out there, showing you what your friends liked. Yeah. And then what would your look fa- like, Dan? What's up? <laughs> what would that feed look like for you? And so a lot of sweatpants and helicopter dick. <laughs> Facebook, uh, and then Facebook. I mean, their their Dad algorithm walks into an orange jewel. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for penis. I'd love to see Mark. that video, um, not the penis. And then right Facebook, now. their algorithms for just grouping everything with proven with this last election is that it's freaking terrible. That they can't cipher between actual fact and fiction. And that they're only being based off hashtags, which makes it really easy for you to actually get a high-rated brand or viewed post by simply targeting stories that are trending, which we may or may not do for our podcast. Uh, but I mean, if you... <laughs> okay, but social, like but social media, is that, I guess, because I've never seen the need to have a brand extension outside of Facebook, for, for me personally. I feel like Facebook is already way too intense. But is... Are these other enterprises like Snapchat and everything? Is that because you guys were sick of Facebook, or what? What no, like what no. happened with the whole thing? It's a is it just be, it became it's more? Convenient. It's what is cool. Like that's what yeah. kids are using. Okay. I mean, we even talked about the Snap Spectacles last season and the fact that I, the uses I've seen for those are already what we kind of talked about. But for doing. something like more permanent and sustainable, it doesn't seem like Snap or anything like that would be so that's, that's the, the, the media platform that you would the, want to do with, with a band with with yeah. Retra. Um, I mean, posting an Instagram photo and things like that seems like it would be catchy, but I don't know why Snapchat would be an appealing entity for anybody that's trying to sustain a business. Are you guys on Snapchat? I don't think we've... No, yeah, we haven't no. gotten to the point where we've no. expanded to Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Like, And, but, and would it yeah. even be like an appealing venture yeah. for you because everything is not permanent? And can you even look back at something that you sent out on... I, think, I don't know any bands that really use Snapchat. Okay, so yeah. okay. But we know yeah. a lot of bands that use Instagram Stories. I mean, like yeah. individual yeah. artists, maybe Instagram Stories. But. Instagram yeah, yeah. to me makes a lot of sense because yeah, it's a very um, it it's sort of unlike Facebook, you're not barraged with everything. It's just what you want to find and yeah, as a user, uh, you know, in a big way. And so I think for a band, it's it's a little more. It's just photos, and you have a description, but it's more photo based and it's more yeah, sort of creative based. So you end up having the, hey, here's a picture of what we're doing. You know, we're practicing. It's This is the stuff we have set up, the gear. I'm a total gearhead, mortgage studio. So I love anything microphones, anything audio related. And so I'll sit there and scroll for probably 45 minutes every morning. Like, ooh, oh, cool, there's a neat mixer. Oh, cool, there's this cool thing. Oh, neat, that's a nice guitar. Um, and I think it's a little little more like, oh, you don't like it? Just scroll past it. Yeah. So and it's you, not as in your face like, oh, my God, they're, they're barraging you with everything. I don't like this. Exactly. Yeah. But you posting that on that platform creates a history for your band. Yeah. And, it, yes. and it shows yeah. things yeah, where people can kind of reflect and things like that. Where Snapchat to me has never been appealing. Like, why is yeah. a, a non-permanent social media platform you so Because you can put dog it? ears on yourself. All right. Okay. It, like, is that what it is? Like, what is the appeal at the end of the day to have a non-permanent social media disappearance? Well, Instagram yeah. has, but they've already the found, has the but they've already found now. that you can crack into that, and that's not of course permanently can. deleted, right? Like, didn't you they can, have a? You can just save stuff. Yeah. Well, no, but didn't they have like a like a security hack like a year ago where yeah, a guy they were, like, like found a back way. Yeah, they were like basically like none of this stuff is actually permanently deleted. Right. You can well, get anything. So like the whole appeal of Snap to me, I don't get it. Why? I don't either. Yeah, like a social media platform that is instantaneous and then just gone. So that's that's You sound so old right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not you sound that. like all of our dads. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the fact that um I mean, we've I think I've talked about it is the fact that social media is moving away from this glass box where you create a profile, you put behind it, you put everything you've done and you try to edit out what you like and what you don't like and you just put it there and everybody talks about what you've done. Yeah. So think about you're going to a museum of everybody's social medias and that's what a Facebook is. That's what an Instagram is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snapchat is I'm live sharing something with you so you're experiencing mm-hmm. something with My me. My dick. So it's basically like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it anything TV, else than... No, no, no. Okay, can I, can I get out <laughs> Instagram sending naked pictures? Snapchat. Yeah, and and see, basically, like yes. Instagram stories. Can you send I've it seen? via text message or anything else? That, like, what? Then it's permanent. The, it counts that way. <laughs> but they have live video now too. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, which, I just, I don't. It, it's yeah. interesting to me. Which the Instagram weird. live video, I've only, like, the only artist I've seen use is, like, Calvin Harris. Yeah. Um, but the live video, like, we used to do live uh, videos for our podcast. You know, we do, like, the first half, get viewers yeah. on. And it would piss me off if we recorded that, and all of a sudden it was like, it's gone. Well, no, Can't it's see okay, it ever again. But here's, Can't I have a hot, I have a hot take. Can I have a hot take? Yeah. Oh, hot take. Okay. Oh, Chris has Chris a hot take. Chris first. Chris, Chris first. The stories that you actually take, not the live videos on Instagram, but the stories, they, um, you have the option to save them if they're, you're the yeah. user that uploaded them. It's just like um, Snapchat. True. Real quick before you go, 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 go. The one thing I want to say about Snapchat is the fact that that's the whole point is you don't have to come back to something that's happened in the past. You're just enjoying something for 24 hours. But with the spectacles, I've seen people use that, be it athletes, and I've also seen bands use it. They'd be on stage and they'll Snapchat their point of view. But even even this, like, to cut, like, I'm, I'm sorry, to, but just to throw something right there is, like, I've even had Allison, my fiance, and she's shown, a, she's shown me pictures that she's gotten, and she's, like, laughed at it, and she's been like, oh, you have to see this really quick, and then all of a sudden, like, within four seconds, it's like, motherfucker, it's gone. Sorry, I can't show you that. It was really funny. Why is that a, I don't know. Sorry. In that situation, it's called a screenshot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a few layers to it for me. Okay. And I think that when it comes to the like person to person aspect of it, if you send me a Snapchat, there's a bit of mystery and enigma behind what's what's going to be there until I actually click that. So it's like a open. Christmas present. always a dick yeah. for Brett. No, it's not always. I, I got like four Snapchats right now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, I wonder what this person <laughs> sent me. Right now, when it comes to the story aspect of it. Um, I like the whole behind the scenes idea of like, hey, like this is us maybe setting up for a show or like drinking beers beforehand, like for a band or like just someone in general, like, oh, I'm just like walking through somewhere that's really nice right now. And I just want to share that with you. Maybe it's not something that you want to immortalize in a post, but it's something that you at least want to share and get out there. And it's almost like it's the it's I guess it's the evolution of social media. Like we as you kind of mentioned, like we always used to kind of compose the post and make sure that we had everything right before we actually hit send. But it's gotten to the point where we share that enough and maybe we just wanna document the other parts of our life just for so people can check it out. Like the natural maybe we don't want to be yeah. scrutinized. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's yeah. just more of a more casual way of doing it. But the fact that some people do post like curated content on there kind of confuses me then because it then kind of it devalues itself in a sense because some people are just throwing around bs right yeah exactly right. like at, at what point if i don't know if you're inspired to put more and more stuff on is it does it make it that naturalistic at the end of the day yeah i see snapchat it, as a uh, sorry as a, a very um kind of instant gratification type of thing mm -hmm. which is definitely a, a very current theme in everything yeah i want it now and i want to get it and cool i've got it okay cool the next thing what's the next thing i can get yeah and yeah. i can't i can't yeah, not deny that that is 100 percent the market these days instant gratification you put yeah. something up it's it's nietzsche it's nietzsche into the utmost extent where it's like hmm. okay you are so in tune with my life i want to show everything that's going on so that you can validate it so with that, um, if you were following along my Snapchat last Wednesday, you saw this on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. I didn't. Uh, all right, guys. I think we're going to hit some break. We're going to come back with an interview with Retra. And then to close out the show, we will be continuing with our Pop Not Soda's best TV character of all time bracket. So get your brackets ready. Yeah, I'm going to cut that off right there because we don't have rights for that. But what is going to be glorious, like Bobby Roode says, is the Royal Stumble 2, the Pop Not Soda annual charity pub crawl taking place March 11th, Saturday at 1 p.m., 30th Street in North Park. We are raising money this year for Rady's Children's Hospital. Dan, I got my costume. Do you? Yeah. Come on. I've had it for months. Well, all right. Yes. Uh, so come dressed as your favorite professional wrestler. Um, if you don't have any ideas, don't worry, because maybe we'll have some stuff for you to dress up in and come ready to donate and have a good time. It will be, again, Saturday, March 11th from 1 to 5, 30th Street in North Park. Check out our Instagram and Facebook um, and the event, the Royal Stumble 2, which is on Facebook, for the schedule and uh, pub crawl details. So, again, March 11th. 1 p.m. North Park, 30th Street. I'm excited. The Royal Stumble 2. 
Yes. Royal Stumble, March 11th. That was a great promo. Whoever put that promo together, he was fantastic. Yeah, mediocre. Sounded. I have to agree. I, mean, I appreciate you, Peter. You're welcome. Oh yeah. Uh, so now that's happening. That yeah. It is. It is time for the the best part of the show. The reason why everybody came. Retro. Yeah, yeah. So the first question is when I when I booked this band, they I was told they were called the Thirteenth. And now we have we have we have brought back the name Retro. So if you could let our listeners know why are we why was the change made. Possibly, and then why was it reverted back? Should we just go around the half circle and just each give our each give our opinions? On yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Whatever works. Okay. Um, well, I I'm Martin. I play guitar, and I thought I I, I don't know. I thought that um, the last time I came on the show, we were a different band with different people, if you will. Uh, but Chris, James, and I have been playing for a long time, and um, we had a singer named Haven and a drummer named Carmen who were both really awesome. And I thought that it was kind of like an end of an era to me when we kind of parted ways just because it wasn't as sustainable with different pe- people living in different places and just kind of going different styles, I guess. But um, I just thought it was kind of an end of an era and I thought we should have changed the name. But at the end of the day, the venues and our friends and everyone around <laughs> us loved the name Retro and just kept calling us that. It is a great name. Yeah, it was name. like, and and I mean, James will probably say it too, but like it's what, uh, it's kind of just like, it, it's, it's its own thing. You know, like it's not really, doesn't really reference anything else. I think that was a big driver for where, where he wanted the change to go. But Peter, I'll let you give your take on it too. <laughs> um, for me, I, I came in uh, and met everybody uh, as actually as an engineer uh, recording the, the previous lineup. Um, you know, which was a lot of fun and I was super stoked to do. And then um, ended up basically getting folded into the lineup. And uh, so I, I kind of agree. It was sort of a, a, a change of an era. You know, it was kind of like, oh, cool. This is, you know, a new thing for me going with the 13th. But yet again, um, I have multiple friends in the music world that every time I mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah, I have practice tonight. And they're like, oh, yeah, with retro? I'm like, well, it's actually the 13th. <laughs> But yeah, what used to be retro, and they go, oh yeah, um, cool, neat, and sure enough, so the, retro. The, the next <laughs> so time, retro. yeah, exactly, <laughs> like uh, retro. I'm like yeah, it's it is a great name, um, and I I have to agree with Martin. It it is cool because it it doesn't really stand for anything, but it kind of does still stand for something, and you know what we make of it. Yeah, it evolves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it evolves with the the following. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I'm super stoked. To be working on this project too. Like you said, Peter's my favorite. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, thank I mean, I've, you. I've known Martin for nine years. He's already been. I've met Peter for like forty-five minutes. And, uh, well, I like to take a quick trip to the top. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the way I like to operate. And yes, I like to do voices. So yes. I got to ask you guys, like, where is like, where what are the gigs you guys are looking to land in in San Diego and you know outside of San Diego? Those we need to play at the Casbah. Okay. Casbah, uh, but been I there mean, a few times. What are we looking to land? I mean, we want everything. We, we anything. Want every, anything. We need to know. No, not anything. Okay. Everything. 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 There we go. <laughs> big Compl- it is a big difference, actually. Yeah. Go in ahead, Chris. Of, in terms of venues that we, we want to play, um, I mean, we want to do the Soda Bar, Casbah, Hideout, Seven Grand, Blonde. You know, hit all the. All the major venues that everyone else plays at. Um, We've done a few in North County already. No way. Yeah, so yeah, nice. kind of spanning up there, too, and eventually, hopefully, hitting, like, a, a quick California tour. I mean, I saw you guys at the yeah, Kensington right. Club? Ken Club? Yeah. Ken Club? Yeah, in our old carnation, incarnation, nah, right? Well, I guess yeah. with Carmen, yeah, yeah. with Carmen. And yeah. Haven. I mean, it's kind of interesting because, like, when you when you talked about we talked about social media earlier and like how everything's documented, right? I mean, one thing that I definitely missed we made the thirteenth page, right, which is soon going to apparently come down. But uh, <laughs> when you go back to the retro page, there is so much of the story there, and it's so uh, it's so crucial to what we are now, and everything is such a part of like what we are still gravitating towards when we're writing new music. Like tonight, like we're gonna play a couple songs for you. One's a super old song that Haven wrote the lyrics to that now James is singing and one something that's a little bit fresher that we, we came up with a few weeks ago. So everything's part of the story and I think that that's probably the biggest bright side to me is that we get to kind of keep that legacy going. Yeah, when you when you look at the page and when, when we get to know you guys too, like there's a, there's a passion for music 
You can't deny Definitely. that. And that, that is something that I, I think a lot of people, like at the, at the end of the day, this industry is very, very shitty. And it, it pulls a lot of people in that don't give a shit about music and, and creating it or whatever. And then talking to you guys, you guys bleed it, you pay through, and Retro has been that product from the beginning to the end. And yeah, I'm excited to see where you guys go. Yeah, it's music is definitely, definitely a passion that we all share. And that's one of the reasons I'm so stoked to be a part of all of this now and you know jumping in and i'm i literally live sleep and breathe music you know my bedroom is a studio and i work at a studio and and i dream in a studio essentially <laughs> is, is, is your car a studio i make i try to make it a studio okay. and I've, I've written it's things perfect. within that car yeah. Yeah. yeah so i gotta ask though when you go when you when we when we do go on tour and things like that we when I mean, I'm talking about. I'm talking. <laughs> Did you join as Retro? If I, as if I'm with the band or whatever. But when you guys go on tour, or things ready. like that. Um, yeah. I'm, <laughs> How much I'm can we carry? On, I'm working on it. Carry a drum set. Yeah, not, not, not 60, much. 80 pounds. Yeah, so perfect. Uh, no, uh, but when you guys go on the the tour and everything, like when you go on the road and everything like that, are you? What's the situation like? Is it real worldy, or are you guys have like? We are gone you guys on tour? Yeah, yeah, we have not gone on tour. We, we have never. Okay, okay. We, we have we we played once outside of San Diego. Well, yeah, then what are like the, the practice? I mean, what are the sessions like then? The practice sessions and things like that. Are you guys vibing with the same ideas, or are you guys bringing different ideas to come oh, in? We for bring the all product? kinds of different ideas, dude. I like. I kind of, I kind of come in with like the initial idea. I have like the the usually no. Martin's been doing a lot of that recently too. But originally, when Haven was writing, is I would write a song, I would send it to Haven, she would write the lyrics, then we'd practice it. Okay. But Martin and I have very different approaches, and it has a lot to do with the influences that we have individually you know he looks at it in a very different way than i do and you know we kind of butt heads on ideas a lot but i mean i've also i've known the i've known this guy so that's how the school. best relationships in music you know, have ever been i mean yeah. when you think about it you know so like we've known each other forever like we don't take offense to Zero. disagreeing with an opinion yep. so we just like eventually one of us like re- one of us will realize the other person's idea is you know, sounds better to them now, and then we'll figure out what the fuck's gonna happen. You know, yeah. Um, it's it makes it it, it allows us to all put a little bit into it, which kind of makes it greater than you know, the sum of the parts or whatever. To use a cliche, yeah, that totally makes sense. There's there's a lot there's a lot of um, juxtaposition definitely with what James is saying between him and I when we are me and him. Chris, what's the right way to say that? Him and I. Him and I. Him and I. All right, cool. So, oh yeah, I should ask you too, Dan. But anyway, there's a lot of juxtaposition just because I feel like I play a little bit more or I write a little bit more by instinct. And a lot of the times when I'm playing something, if I come up with something, usually the first time is going to be the best time. Like I, if I try and do something more with it without input from somebody else, whether that be Chris, Peter, or James, then I think that it's, it's, it's tough because I feel like I outthink myself. I'm in my own head. Whereas James takes a really practical, theoretical approach to it a lot of the times. And that's when he's able to build on something that I've riffed on. And I like that. And I think that it helps me add something to his too. Because when I hear something of his, I'm instinctively playing something that I believe comes after it or flourishes over it. And I think that it adds a little bit more character to what he's derived from theory a lot of the time. I mean, less so than you think, but a lot of the time. A lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel every you know. Yeah, it's, no, that's it's, true. It's all feel, but it it's feel based in. It's educated. Feel. And I think that that's something too with Chris and Peter too, where it comes from the same cloth, where it's really just kind of in our bones already. It's a lot of just really just funky grooves that I don't know. Maybe it's because we grew up in the same neighborhood or something. <laughs> we'll just vibe it. It's because I mean, we've been writing together for a long time. I feel. Like yeah. our our process is super fluid because we've we've been writing together for what twelve years 12 or something years. more than that yeah. maybe that's Children. crazy yeah that's that's something sitting at the drums and you know we'll have moments where it's something new and it's like oh cool I get to play and it's like oh wait they're gonna figure stuff out and I'll just kind of sit and wait and there's you can see there's that like okay there's three different storms coming together <laughs> and then they meet in the middle and all of a sudden becomes one storm and you're like. Where do we oh, pin it? Sweet. Where okay, do we cool. pin it? Right there. Yep. Right. Yep. I'm going to play with it. that. Yeah. And it's yeah. so the the there's a lot of constructive criticism, 
and, but it's just that it's constructive, you know, and it, it really moves things forward. And, and I've been in other bands as a drummer, and you're kind of sitting there like, okay, can you guys stop arguing about the two different chords you're playing? They're two chords, come on. And these guys are at like three and four and five and just like throwing stuff around and they get it like that. Yeah. You know, they, they find a groove and find a common ground. And it's all amicable. It seems like you guys awesome. understand the organic <laughs> element of creating good music. Yes. So as your process changes a little bit with new members and, um, you know, you guys evolving as a band, um, do you see your style changing at all? And, you know, with like new members like Peter coming in or has that been pretty baseline for you guys? Anyone want to take that first? Chris, I, I feel like you have something. Well, I think that there's been actually like an upward, there's been a continual evolution in our sound since um, the end of our, me and James and Martin were in a band previously um, called Liquid Whip. And ever since kind of the... I saw Liquid Whip, by the way. Oh, really? There. At the Epicenter, maybe? Yeah. Yes. House of Blues? No, Epicenter. Okay. Ever since that kind of dissolved, <laughs> um, our sound, I feel like every song we write is kind of moving us toward a new... Uh, kind of like an alternative funk rock kind of thing. Whereas before we were more of a like marathon rock band, almost like playing super uh, ballads that went eight minutes long and stuff like that. Now, what would you? I mean, just to break that down to, what would you compare that to? Like your evolution. If there is a known band that you're evolving to, and the marathon rock that you're coming from, could you guys compare it to like a well-known band these days? Well, that's an easy question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. Take it because uh, I was thinking real hard about it. <laughs> no, I, I there's, there's no way. I was joking. That, <laughs> I just don't feel like. That's ooh. tough. I call our genre today post-funk. Okay. <laughs> so pretentious. Okay. <laughs> Is it pretentiously unpretentious, hopefully? I don't there's, know, dude. I don't think there's any answer to that that doesn't come off as pretentious. You have, okay. like, yeah. I mean, it's a dangerous like, question to ask right? as, like, a, yeah, no, yeah, as I an mean, interviewer, too. If you look at the progression... Okay, this is such a reach, man. Like, this is really tough. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to say it, but if we're going to give an example... Yes. If you look at the very, very original... Red Hot Chili Peppers albums. There you think go. back to like Freaky Styly, and you look at something like Californication. The progression of that to that, it's very similar in a sense. Like a lot of it, in my opinion, might have been overdone earlier on. Like I think we've become a lot more nuanced. We've embraced like, I have personally embraced underplaying. Like I don't want to be in every single moment of the song anymore. I want to take a step back and let James flourish in a moment and then me kind of come in and it's like very call and response between us all and I think yeah. that Chris's bass lines too are very much the same way and the way that Peter kind of plays over and follows our rhythms very much the same way and that evolution I think is very similar to a band like that that had a lot going on early on and then moved to something like that literally the song Californication is kind of minimalist compared to the earlier stuff yeah when yeah, the musicians sure. yeah when the musicians take a, a step back and realize that the producers too um, that's when a band source um, at the end of the day when you realize, yeah, it, it doesn't have to happen all the time, but just where it fits in works. Yeah. yeah so uh, my question is who tried to burn down the studio? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear the background this story. story first. I don't know. Yeah. I don't wait. So what happened with the studio? First <laughs> off. So, um, we had a rehearsal space, um, slash recording studio and set up. Then we do our practices and everything there. And, um, Pete's yeah, talking was, like he has a very, very large part to do with this, this whole thing. Very suspicious yeah, look yeah, on his face wanna, right now. Was this very the guilty look? large part is not the same large part that you're thinking. Okay, He's just okay, the okay. least okay. holder. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> was this yeah. the space that was by SoCal Comets? Exactly. Our previous guest who's been on the show a bunch, Chad Cavanaugh, always has his launch when he launches issues at SoCal Comets. And I came to learn that right around the band was the retro recording space. Yes, yep. exactly. Wait, yeah. is that Rugrats Kavanaugh? No. Uh, the map. No, he, yeah, he's yeah, a he comic does, artist. He, he has the map. Yeah, he does the uh, map. Trouble and, in, or Bedlam in Trouble Town yep. and uh, Rad God. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. And that Western, did he release? I don't the think Western been released yet. Yeah. He's, um, he's not a bunch of great comic books. Yeah. Awesome. But the studio, though. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
Enough about Chad. <laughs> Let's just get this down. So, yeah. hey, so it burnt down? So I'm no. just going to throw out there in my official announcer voice, I was not the person that burned down that studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Officially, um, not 100% sure exactly what caused it, but it was two units over from our unit, um, which was um, the um, Booze Fighters Motorcycle Club. Um, oh. But unofficially, it oh. started there. Um it, but, it did. Yeah, it, it did. did. It, it did start there. But <laughs> the fire, the not fire department declared it official and said it did. It did, so it did start so there. It, it was luckily it was two units over from our space, um, so it 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 was apparently a six alarm fire with sixty firefighters out Holy there. Crap. Oh my um, You can see the flames from about a mile away. Um, and I have uh, a lot of recording equipment. I'm also an audio engineer, and so I have a basically a whole studio set up in there and I had everything set up ready to go that night um, and I, I'm praising whatever's out there that it didn't burn down um, so I got a call the next day saying hey you got to move everything out because we've got fire damage or smoke damage and so we we basically all jumped in and yeah. you know, through like 10-12 hours worth of time moved everything out um, was it still on fire? Is it was not still on fire. Okay, okay. No, okay. no, no. no. I, was, I was like, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah come on in. It's yeah. still on fire, but you got to so get it out of here. We cleared out a section of it, but... Uh, so yeah. the, the main issue at our space was not actual fire damage, uh, but smoke damage. And then the firefighters had come in uh, to clear the area with chainsaws and chainsawed all the doors open to make sure that the rooms weren't on fire. Um, and I... I've, so we don't do it. I, yeah, so we didn't have a door, basically, so we had to move out. Um, and I was really glad that I left there about an hour before everything happened. Yet again, I, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Um, but I left about an hour before that. Sounds suspicious. Peter has an alibi. You keep on saying things that Peter make me think that you might have had something to do with well, this. Well, maybe I'll just be someone else now. And, uh, well, I clearly didn't do it either. Oh, it was fucking Kermit. It was Kermit. Really? <laughs> I'm out of here. We have a Kermit doll in our, in our studio that, that watches over us in the corner. So I think it was actually just Kermit. that's not right. creepy. It's not creepy at all. Trust me. It's definitely... It's definitely not creepy. Kermit is my friend. So they, Wait, what? <laughs> so the studio burns down. Did it? You guys lose it anything? It didn't burn down. So, yeah, okay. so the room didn't burn out itself. It got smoky. It, it got it smoky. Got, smoky. It, it damage any equipment? Building. Same building. Yeah, it just smells like smoke. Okay, okay. Which is that a, is that a character? It kind, of, sure. it kind of felt like you were in the middle of a campfire that was still burning oh, yeah. when you were in there. Okay. Kinda, and there was yeah. no, no actual fire. Which I didn't there. know that they took chainsaws yeah. to oh, yeah. doors. It's because like, we had our doors padlocked. Yeah, padlocked. So they couldn't like they do anything to unlock it, so they just had to... I mean, one, I just assumed it would be an axe. I didn't know that they just had chainsaws on the fire. Like... But it is the modern area, so, so power tools yeah. are the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got a question. Firefighters, they're going to get in places. Which, that would be terrifying <laughs> if you were just chilling, like recording music, yeah. you had your headphones on, had no, no idea what I, was going on. Literally. Chainsaw comes through the it's door. It's getting kind of hot in here. James, you vibing really well? Yeah, yeah, I am too, man. <laughs> literally it's getting really hot in here, man. <laughs> I left the studio about an uh, hour, hour and a half. His alibi stands <laughs> strong. His alibi stands strong. It, it started as a What's timeline? <laughs> I have it on Strava listed. I cycle and I was riding my bike. Um, but I literally was, I, I sing occasionally and stuff like that. So I had headphones in and I was all in the zone, the lights down and was singing like an hour and a half before all this happened and I literally would have had to change my pants before leaving if people had come in with chainsaws <laughs> and I, I would have started throwing expensive things at them just get out of here you know terrified so you just have smoky equipment that's it no yeah, other damage or anything. No, no uh, lost to recordings our or anything. Routine. We don't yeah. have a studio for the last three weeks. No we crap. Have man. No place to play, yeah. dude. Dude, come over here. We got a studio. You got a drum set? Can we play drums Allison's in your house? Be, really loud. Yeah, and there's the rock band drum set. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's not. It's band. not gonna cut it, my friend. <laughs> we got the. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> workable. They're yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah. We'll, we, we're out of studio until they replace all the doors up in there and make it smell less like smoke. Yeah. Right? <laughs> is there a way to? Is there a way to practice though? I mean, in yeah. house without I mean, yeah equipment. There are places. There are places for hours. Okay. 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 But when we get that back, we're going to be recording our. We're going to be demoing for ourselves, and then we'll go back into the studio um, up in Studio West. 
Yeah, uh, slightly selfless oh, no plug. Yeah. Um, yeah. I work nice. part time at Studio West, and we'll definitely be working up Dude, there. Dude, that's a big yeah, yeah, that's a big place. And I'm I'm a total fan of the place. What's Again, the game plan there? Are you guys planning on recording an EP? <laughs> yeah, or? that's what yeah. we're going for. We yeah, already yeah. basically have one, but we like yeah. You, know, you guys know? have an expected release date on that? No, no not even close. Not. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so keep us in the loop because we I will would definitely, say before yeah. the summer. Correct. Before the summer. Okay. We do have a release date. The future. Okay. There we are. Release date in the TBD. future. Check out Retro. Something. Well, uh, we'll buy uh, some ad space from you guys. Hey, there we go. Yeah, yeah, hey, we'll, sh- go. we'll give you the friend discount. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of the future, um, any future shows that we can catch you at that are on the books? I right believe now? we have nothing. I believe we have nothing moment. booked yet. Okay. We just okay. played our last one up in Oceanside, and we Poor were ones. expecting to be able to play one at the end of this month, but without yeah. the practice space, we did not take okay. that gig. Mm. We did not. Take yeah, it was it was definitely a out of the blue. Kind of like, oh my god, we got to okay, we got to be out of the place. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, if anybody's listening to the show and they're looking to book you guys for venues, I mean, what venues are you guys looking for? Anything under the everything. sun? Everything. Everything. No, 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 no. Oh, that everything. was different. Okay. Okay. When Sorry. you say what are we looking for, I say everything, not anything. <laughs> See, at, not anything, as in we're. I don't want to play at some place that's going to make us, you know, go and pay them to play. Period. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I want to play that. gigs. A pay that to bring gig. I, I want to I want to play gigs that are going to do something for me. Yeah. Yeah, and Period. I think that, and the, the gigs that we have, you know, historically had, I mean, those are all ones that we've either played with bands that we're friends with or bands that we've been looking forward to play with. Yeah, you guys are well. you guys are rocking those venues that we've seen in San so. Diego that are like the the bringer gigs and everything like that. You guys are I even forgot the last time I saw you guys, you guys were at the Holding Company. That was a oh, great wow. that was a show. show over yeah. in OB. Yeah. Yep. Yes, which that I didn't know that ever existed. And they have peanut butter jamison shots. It's crazy. Yeah. Hello. Because yeah. they, they just got bought by there somebody. Is a, there, yeah. there is a cool venue out of TV now that I know that we want to, we want to get yeah. a show at. The one where the Grim Slippers played. Where did they play? Out of BB? Oh, uh, 710? Moonshine Beach. We were just there. We were there. Truxton Mile. For another band that frequents our show, Truxton Mile, last week. So, yeah. That's the Their country, the, no the competition cool thing, though. The cool thing about this this group of people here, us four, like we also like we just love other local bands too. I mean, yeah. James and Chris are both in other local projects right now. That's really awesome. James and Imagery Machine and Chris and Boychick. Um, and it's we just have uh, you know a small close knit group of other bands that we were kind of friends with. You know, yeah. Grim Slippers is one that I just shouted out. Yeah, Grim is Slip is Labs, there like Nightlife's my favorite band? A local band society. That people kind of all know. See, there's like... a few pockets. There's a few pockets. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like you, you, you see bands. You play shows with sick bands, and you're like, dude, fuck, I want to get some of these guys. Yeah, you know? we, when so we played up friends? in Oaks, yeah, we played up in Ocean Size with a band called Sights and Sages, who James's other band has already played with as well. Imager Machine played with them, and those guys are awesome, man. Like, in and again, our friends Grim Slippers, Boy Chick, Night Laps. Like, we love playing shows with those guys. It's just kind of like one big extended family, you know. Yeah. Hey, nice. That's awesome. So I think we got a we got a live track coming yeah, on. Yeah, enough talk from you guys. Let's, uh, let's uh, hear but, you guys play. But before we go into that, really, quick, I said enough talk, Brett. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to ask one more question though, because we've gone through the band, but we want to know the individuals too. So, like, let's break it down, guys. Let's go one by one. Your inspiration to getting in the band, the influence, and everything like that. Chris, let's start with you. Where's your musical inspiration from? The instrument you play and things like that. Um. Musical inspiration, like generally getting into music, was actually punk in like middle school, is like when I really got into music. What kind of bands? Um, Operation Ivy, The Clash, Minor Threat, Fugazi, um, a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of bands from like the East, the East Lake, okay, uh, East Bay. Or sorry, East Bay, not East Lake. <laughs> uh, like Lookout Records stuff, like Rancid and all that kind of stuff. But um, nowadays, mainly influenced by a lot of '80s stuff. Actually, The Cure, The Smiths, um, Echo and the Bunny Men, stuff like that. Uh, I play the bass guitar. Um, started as a guitarist, but became a bass player. Um, yeah. Right on, right on. James, how about you? Um musical inspirations i mean a lot of a lot of similar ones to chris i mean i you know we're we're we've known each other for a long time we grew up living across the street from each other so you know we listened to a lot of the same things traded some albums traded some albums you know traded some riffs we've jammed since 
what, 11 years old? We're both 26, 27? Damn, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Same with Martin. Martin only a couple of short years after we started playing with him, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, in terms of me, individually, my biggest influences on guitar are probably, like, Johnny Marr, Robert Smith, John Frusciante, and there's someone that everyone always tells me I sound like that I can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Can you think of who it is? James from Metro. That's who you sound like. Yeah, I guess so. I sound like me. I I, kind of, I feel like I've developed my own unique style. Not too many people sound on guitar like I do. Yeah. I mean, we'll hear it on the 12th string, yeah. too, when that recording comes. <laughs> yeah. 11. <clears throat> or 11, right? Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, you can take it to 11. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, perfect. Pete? perfect. Yeah. Pete, how about you? So Peter, Peter sounds Inspiration, like Kermit. Yeah. Inspired by Kokomo. Uh, Inspiration. What do, you, what do you bring to the influence? <laughs> Um, for, for me, I got into music um, in the early days listening, like my mom would always have Enya on, so yeah, you know, kind of ballady stuff, and then my dad always had Weather Report and Yes, um, and I didn't fully understand. The understood. Return to Innocence? Oh, I, hi, oh, yeah. oh, I. Uh, oh, yeah. All the new age See, stuff like I, that. Yep, yep, oh, big time. Yeah, so I, I know I like, Enya, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the kind of big big bombastic sound in a lot of ways but also the you know tight funk and everything so i think the the bands in particular that really got me into wanting to play drums um on the funk side were like parliament funkadelic kind of the same band um james brown and the jbs i'm catching them. a vibe i'm catching you know, a vibe I, of the influences okay <laughs> all right so i love all of them and, and you know and the reggae you know you know that era and everything too mostly the dub you know, dub reggae and so I love that stuff, but then there's also the rock side with you know Led Zeppelin, beat. John Bonham. He's yep. I will admit it. I I am a whore for John Bonham. I love him. Best drummer um, and ever existed. Pretty much, yeah. I yeah. would say one of the best drummers. He played for Lady time. Gaga, right? Uh, he was the yeah, drummer sure. for Lady yeah. Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They would be a lot more famous. <laughs> Just the <laughs> halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and throw in you know the obvious Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones, Zeppelin. Yeah, which okay, one? you mentioned the Beatles really quick. Is is he a good drummer? So Ringo Starr, in my opinion, is a amazingly good drummer and a horrible drummer all at the same time. Okay, okay. He doesn't follow tradition in any way. Keith so Moonish kind of. It very big way. Yeah, that <laughs> okay. was another one. Yeah, sick drummer um, though. Yeah, Keith and it, they fit what they're doing. But if you try to like do it exactly how a, a trained drummer would do it, you're like, "What the hell were you on? Like, what, what's going on here?" A lot but of drugs. Fits. If you listen That's to their music, right. a, a lot, a lot of drugs. Yeah. Um, Both of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, a great drummer and a horrible drummer at the same time. Yeah. But then you have singers too that do that, like Tom York of Radiohead. I yep. think he's amazing, but he's technically not a good singer, but he sounds great. Um, Radiohead is another one in there. Um, but yeah, just listening to those bands and as a kid I had a bed that was um, sort of a shelf and I set up my kid on that and started playing so it was like oh I'm on a stage in my room this is cool and just wanted to play in the band and, and it's just I love the energy everybody starts interacting and you get the crowd going if everything's working and oh, it's just it's the best vibing off of yeah, it yeah. 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 yeah and bringing everybody together for the collective that's cool so how about you Martin oh man I feel like I'm all over the place but I would say <clears throat> Because I started. You were playing, playing Chopin earlier. Yeah, well, James. Let's let's go yeah, to yeah. the like the. Well, we both we both grew up like just taking piano lessons. All okay. Both okay. classically trained pianists. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Which is why it's kind of it's interesting that Trent he's Reznor, so very classically driven. trained. Hey, yeah, I love yeah, you've got a lot of artists Trent that are. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised yep. Peter didn't mention it, but I'm actually now surprised that I didn't mention. You mentioned Tool or Trent Reznor. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I was thinking more drums, but. Trent Reznor, I, I would marry the guy. <laughs> no homo. He had the chance. Yeah, no homo. He's amazing. So Trent, when you're listening to this, yeah. uh, with Peter up. Hit me but up, I mean, bro. all classically trained artists. I'm picking up the vibe. Classically yeah. trained artists. But I don't know, man. Like, I kind of grew up like in a very poppy household. My mom just like always had... Uh, Madonna and Michael Jackson on. My dad was like really into like the Bee Gees and Donna Summer, and I remember Ooh. listening to Disco yeah, did Disco. not die. Huh? Disco was, did not die. He, but like he he also he, the <laughs> first record I remember the first record he ever bought me was Michael Jackson Thriller, which was awesome. Ooh. Like I that was a great record for me to. And I remember listening to Madonna Blue like growing up on tape. <laughs> Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> but no, I think like I really got it. Like what really kind of drove me into this music uh, that I'm starting, like that we're playing now, honestly, like when it really started like the guitar driven stuff 
honestly was probably like Incubus and AFI. Like I remember getting into those bands in middle school. Um, was really inspired by a lot of that. I like personally for me too yeah yeah and when it comes yeah, to so. rhythm and stuff like that i'm very much into hip-hop too and r&b um i love that and, and yeah chris's bass lines are pretty are they're pretty funky and smooth some of those <laughs> i think but, we all missed a, a couple huge. topics yeah here. yeah, yeah we did probably. Probably. Yeah. all these things I, that see, everyone <laughs> said we all agreed i had a lot with, of yeah. i had a lot of time to think about it as you yeah. guys were talking yeah, yeah. about but i would say my guitar influences really started off with with jade puget from afi was number one and then i really started listening to russell and kayla from block party um, the guys, Jamie and, oh man, I'm forgetting his first name, but the guy from Bombay Bicycle Club, I really started listening to those guys yeah. when I got back into guitar. Experimental. Yeah, because I was playing keyboards for a long time. And then when I started playing guitar in this band, like that's what I was listening to. And I was really driven by that to get back into that style. And I feel like, as James kind of alluded to earlier, I only started recently contributing a lot of songwriting to the band. And I think that's really when I started focusing on some of the more prolific guitarists that james was influenced by like johnny marr robert smith john Frusciante, and then personally the ones I'm, that had the pulse yeah and if, i love john mayer personally and like john looks looking at what they do and like how they play the techniques that they 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 come up with and they employ um that's really where i think i come in when it comes to the songwriting part of my guitar playing um but at, the, at its core it was a lot of like those indie and i guess post-punk bands that i really liked listening to early on that's cool that's cool your guys' influence is going to carry you guys really far. <laughs> Just influence alone. I mean, no, seriously. It. Like, I don't know. When you when you hear about it, you guys care about music. And at the end of the day, like that's you can't sell that. You can't teach that. And that's why I'm excited to have you on. So, Let's play. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so without any further ado, we are going to hear an exclusive live track from Retra. What's the song called, fellas? We'll do this older one first called Fly. Fly. Lyrics by Haven, Haven Blue. Blue. I'm attempting to, to sing a soprano part, essentially. We already tuned it down a fifth, but I still can't handle it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So get excited for that, yeah. and uh, we will come back after the song.
heart of yourself 